What's going on, everybody? This is JVB, and you're listening to a new episode of the Postgame Report podcast. I want to talk about the internet. What is to come with the internet? See, as it stands today, if we look at how we behave with the internet, how we are constantly looking at our phones, our computers, and how we depend on that to generally keep us in touch with the world. See, I was thinking the other day when I was listening to a few Twitter spaces and I was wondering, like, what are these people that are doing these Twitter spaces good at? Like, what are they known for outside of YouTube, Twitch, Twitter? Like, for me, growing up in the Bronx... I was known as a good football player. I was known as a freaking uh, good graffiti artist. You know, I was pretty good at doing the electric boogie. Like, I had things. I was also funny. I'm still funny, I think. And so, I would get invited to places. I would get invited to play football games. I would always be picked amongst the first players to be chosen when we were picking teams. So thankfully for me, you know, I'm 49, grew up in the 70s. Well, I was born in the 70s. I'm very fortunate that I had to ex- I had an opportunity to experience the world when I did because it still depended on us going outside, interacting with friends, Interacting with enemies, uh, you know, paying attention to the world around you, to your surroundings, so that you, you don't get beat up, you don't get mugged, you don't get hit by a damn car. We grew up playing in abandoned buildings. So it's, for me, that type of experience that, that, and, and a lot of us have talked about growing up with, amongst friends and snapping on each other, making fun of each other, and having to be tough in order to survive that type of environment. Even my family members would snap on each other, make fun of each other, you know. And so while it wasn't the healthiest thing, <laughs> it made you tough because if you were soft, a.k.a. you couldn't handle it, Guess what happened? They either kept doing it or they just totally ignored you and didn't invite you anywhere because nobody wanted to be around someone who was going to spoil the party. You were either tough enough to take it and return it because that was the other thing, right? Like, let's say I would snap on people and suddenly somebody starts snapping on me and I can't take it. That's another way where people wouldn't invite you anywhere because it's like, ah, you know what? That's not cool. If you can't take it, don't dish it. it. And it's a little harsh, yeah, compared to today's society where everything is, you know, (laughs) let me keep it civil, but we live in a totally different society nowadays. So, yeah, a lot of people wouldn't be able to survive that. And while it wasn't the most 
friendliest of environments, it made me a certain way. So when I look at what goes on in these Twitter spaces, because there's a lot of Twitter spaces involving video games, involving drama, and I hear these guys talking really tough and talking about how they steal TVs in the past and, you know, got guns and blah, blah, blah. It's like, it makes me really wonder if you ever really done that because me going through a lot of shit in my, you know, growing up and this year has been tough. This year has been really tough on me and my wife. You know, she had cancer. And I have my brain damage. So I've seen, and I'm not saying other people haven't, but I've gone through and I've seen some fucked up shit. And I've gone through real life situations that would break a lot of people. And that toughness from growing up when I did helped me and my wife get through the the tough situations we've been going through so far, you know? So I hear these tough guys and I'm like laughing and I'm like, man, these guys would just, they, they would crumble if they had to deal with my friends or my family. And I've made fun of them on Twitter and I'm like, there's nothing they can say. All they can say is, you know, F him and F that I'll beat him up and blah, blah, blah. The usual stuff they've been saying over and over. There's nothing they can do. There's nothing they can do that would make me be like, oh, I'm sorry. I'll never do it again. No, because the it's the internet. So let me get back to that because the conversation I was having on Twitter with somebody, it was in regards to the metaverse. And I talked about how I, I have investments in Unity, NVIDIA, AMC, Qualcomm. And those are are going to be players in this new metaverse. You know, just think of Ready Player One, where you have your uh, your uh, VR goggles, you have the avatar you created, you walk around in this virtual world, you could buy shit, and they deliver it to you in real life. And then you could also wear it on your virtual self, which is something that he did in Ready Player One. He even changed outfits immediately. So crypto coins can be used the same way he was using virtual money to buy all these items. And somebody was saying, you know, another gentleman was saying, well, man, I don't, I don't want to see that. That's, that's going to be harmful to a lot of people, which is, you know, I agree on that part. But the thing is, I, afterward, after the conversation, I, I, I started thinking about the conversation, and then I realized that we already basically live that type of life already. We cannot walk around without having our mobile phones with us. If you walk out your house and you forget your mobile phone, guess what you're going to do? You're going to turn your ass back around and get your mobile phone. <laughs> so, like for me, I have a 5K iMac you know, with a 5K display, blah, blah, blah. And I don't use it. I use my freaking phone or my fucking iPad Pro. Even though I'm literally sitting next to the uh, iMac. 
And that's because I'm tethered. I would be tethered to the iMac. And I think people enjoy not being tethered to a device where they can take it to the bathroom. They could take it to the coffee shop or to work. And that connectivity is what generates so much money for these big corporations. Our information is out there. Our browsing habits are, are out there. How many times have you spent two minutes looking at a, a product, let's say an electric scooter? You're just curious as to how much they cost. You spend two minutes looking it up. And then next thing you know, you go to Facebook or, or Instagram, which are owned by the same people, by the way. And your information is there. Well, not information. You're, you're, uh, you, you have an ad for a scooter. <laughs> and you're like, what? So how many times have you actually talked like my wife have had has had instant uh instances where she was texting her sister about something and next thing you know that product they were talking about is on her Facebook as an ad so people like to say like oh I don't want to have my information out there blah 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 but as soon as you put your information in a social app or you create a social media account like YouTube your information is there and it's going to be used. Somebody's going to use it. And our information and our time, man, that is a lot of money to a lot of corporations. And that's where the metaverse is going to come in. Because we're basically doing everything that the metaverse is intended for. Which is giving us a virtual world to walk around in work remotely, shop remotely, interact with people remotely. Guess what? We're doing that already. We just don't have the graphic user interface that is to, to wrap around that type of interactivity. And that's where NVIDIA, Unity, big companies that make graphics, NVIDIA makes graphic cards. They make graphic GPUs. You're going to see maybe on the Unreal Engine being used in some of these new metaverse communities. We have websites like Decentraland that you can buy little virtual pieces of land. And guess what? Somebody bought a virtual piece of land from Atari for $2 million, $2 million freaking dollars. And what's going to happen? And, and the people that bought it, they like buy virtual pieces of land. And what's going to happen is either they're going to hire a real life architect to design a mall and have a graphics designer or a game developer. I believe it was a game developer. They're going to have a game developer develop the entire mall and place it inside this virtual world. Or as I was telling my wife, Pepsi could be like, you know what? In this particular universe, this piece of land is in a prime position to where as soon as people come through this entrance, they could see Pepsi 
and they say, you know what? We'll buy this land off of you for $4 million. And now Pepsi is splattered. The first thing you see in this virtual world. That's what we're going to experience. There's going to be real estate opportunities, which is weird to say. There's going to be opportunities for, let's say, Nike to have a virtual store. You, with your avatar, you walk into this Nike store, you see a 3D rendering of the sneakers you want to buy. You don't have to worry about somebody going to the back and telling you they don't have the size. You can literally put the size, you know, let's say you're a 12 like I am. You have a, a, a real life, well, a virtual size 12 pair of Nikes in front of you. And you could look at them, move them around, and then you could put them on your virtual feet. <laughs> and then order them and they'll show up to your home, you know, within a week or so. And at the same time, you could have the option to have those virtual Nikes on your avatar for good or have them in a virtual closet in your virtual apartment. So the things we don't have now is that virtual world, but we already are doing all of the virtual things that we would eventually do with an avatar. We are communicating with people all over the world. We are spending hours upon hours on Twitter spaces, looking up YouTube videos, going on Discord, buying stuff on Amazon or eBay, selling stuff the same way, Facebook Marketplace. We get our news. We watch TV. All types of, of, of TV services are now available for stream. And if you remember PlayStation Home, where you had a virtual home in, in the PlayStation universe, you went to a PlayStation theater, sat down and watched the movie in, the, in this movie theater. Well, that was the plan, but they used to stream events like E3 and stuff like that. And you were literally in, in this virtual movie theater with hundreds of other avatars. But that was more third-person avatar. We're talking about virtual reality using VR. VR headsets. Google. No, I believe it's Facebook that is working on these gloves. That will actually. Your, your, your virtual self will have full movements of, of your hands. So you can pick up virtual items. And they'll have haptic feedback. Now, me being fairly new in the market, right? Part of investing is, and I've stated this before, when you invest in something that you know, in this, in this, in this situation, I'm talking about the metaverse, right? I'm talking about NVIDIA. AMC stuff that already I've invested in because of PlayStation and the Xbox. So I understand who, who they are and what they do. But now w these gloves are going to have haptic feedback. So you find who is going to be the 
top player in that heptic feedback, you know, let's say for Facebook, who's the company they're going to use for heptic feedback? You find out and you invest. If they're public, you invest in them, right? Why not? So now you're investing in the future, in the near future. Because like I said, right now we're doing a lot of the things that these companies want us to do. And that's shop online, give away our information, give away our shopping habits, our browsing habits, the type of people we interact with, the type of apps we interact with the most. We see all types of advertisement already in the apps that we use. Now, all we need is that virtual reality space. And that's the next thing. And some of us are already invested in it because it's very similar to video games. And they've stated that a lot of video game developers, video game uh, software companies like Unity, because they already have experiences in building these huge worlds, they're going to be heavily involved in creating these new, this, this new virtual reality world, this new metaverse. And then all it's going to take is one big publisher to be like, you know what? We're going to create a free-to-earn video game, and it's going to be part of this metaverse where free to free to you know there's free to play which you grind and grind and grind right then there's free to earn like Axie Infinity which is a mobile game overseas and people earn coins and those coins are crypto and they can convert those crypto coins into actual currency is not available in the US but if it were You'd be grinding the same way you would in this free-to-play game, you know, in those free-to-play games, and you're earning crypto coins. And then eventually you cash out and get actual currency or save it and then sell that currency to someone else. NFTs are going to be another thing that's going to be implemented in video games. You see it already with Microsoft and and and. Engine, they're a company that's going to help Microsoft implement. Uh, they're going to help them out with Minecraft and NFTs. Somehow it's going to be, there's going to be a partnership with that. I believe Pop has NFTs. AMC is going to hand out, I believe, 82,000 NFTs for the Spider-Man movie. That's coming up. And those 80 plus thousand people who get this NFT, they're going to sell that shit. There's only going to be 82,000 of those specific Spider-Man NFTs. And guess what's going to happen? They're going to sell pretty well in the market when people begin to sell them. So NFTs, virtual land, <laughs> Crypto coins, all of that is going to be big in the metaverse. The only problem with crypto coins, NFTs, and even, you know, digital pieces of land, it's not 
a common, you know, like it's not common language. Like the early days of the internet. People didn't know what the hell an email was. The early days of podcasting. You had to always, me personally, I had to describe what the hell a podcast was. And why would people talk on the internet when they can just talk over the phone or they have, you know, just listen to people on the radio instead of listening to people talk over the internet. Every huge piece of, I'm trying to word this correctly, like every huge evolution in life, especially with technology, has always been greeted with questions because we don't see it right away. But eventually, years down the line, you start seeing how it's taking shape. For example, if you remember the early days of Internet Explorer or the early days of uh, AOL, even the early days of the smartphone, how they were all kind of ugly looking and, you know, they weren't that smart, you know. Then Apple came around, changed things, gave, you know, brought the touchscreen, and things took flight from there. Look at Tesla with the electronic cars. There were, you know, there were a few. Uh, I think the Toyota Prius, you know, which is a hybrid, I believe, electronic car, right? They didn't really take off. The auto industry was really against the, the whole electronic vehicle thing and then now now Ford Toyota Subaru they're all making freaking electric vehicles China is going to ban eventually China wants to get rid of all uh, gas powered vehicles and just have electric vehicles so you never know you never know the trend or not trend, you never know what's going to be the norm when it comes to technology. And here we have an opportunity, and that's why I'm bringing it up. We have an opportunity to get into something early because it's inevitable. It is inevitable. This new virtual reality world is going to get bigger and bigger, and we're going to be heavily involved in it wearing goggles and we're not talking about the big huge virtual reality goggles that came with the playstation vr we're talking about uh facebook and i believe ray-ban teaming up they have you know these smart glasses already there are companies that focus just on designing more sleeker looking virtual reality glasses Apple is designing their own virtual reality goggles. And if they come out with a sleek design, it's over. (laughs) And if anyone can get involved with the metaverse and take full advantage of it, it's Apple. So don't feel too uncomfortable. We are already doing a lot of what the metaverse is meant to do. We just think we're not. But we are. We are consumers through our smartphones. They have our, our information, our habits, shopping habits, mobile, uh, uh, virtu- what, what's that, um, social app habits. They know us pretty well. 
So the next step is, and we, and we spend a lot of fucking time on the internet. We spend a lot of time on vert, you know, on a, a in, inside a virtual world. We create different names for ourselves. Some of us have phony photos so we could look like somebody else. We are already creating a different persona for ourselves on the internet. Look at all these tough guys who claim to be tough, but a real tough guy is not going to tell you that they can kick your ass. They're just going to sit back and enjoy the fun. A a real intelligent individual is not going to tell you, I'm intelligent, I'm smarter than you. No, he's just going to sit back and watch the fun. But people can create any type of character they want, and who the hell is going to find out the truth, right? Sometimes the truth does come out, but for the most part, we could say that we are whoever the hell we want to say. I can say I'm dirt poor or I'm filthy rich. I can say my name is, you know, I can give a a fake name and absolutely live by that name on the internet for 30 years. Nobody's going to know any better except for the gap or foot locker. (laughs) You know what I mean? (laughs) There's going to be, there's going to be a corporation that knows my full details because I put them in, I put them in my Google account to create a freaking Gmail account. So somewhere your information was already inputted. The real you is out there, but there's also going to be a legitimate place where you can create a new you. You could be a female. You want to be a female? You're going to look like a female in the metaverse. You know, if you want to be rich, you know what? You could act and look rich in the metaverse. <laughs> you could be buff or skinny. It, 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 it's, not un- it's not unlike what we're doing now, folks. It is not. When we create avatars and multiplayer games, we create an avatar that we would like to look like, right? So it's not unusual. This is not such an outlandish idea, this metaverse, because it's already happening. We just need that new coat of paint. We just need that big-ass arena where we can all go in it via virtual reality and experience a new layer of the internet. Of course, you're going to have people just as addicted to the internet as they are now. That addiction is not going to go away. People don't want to go outside nowadays. People don't want to interact with other kids. Well, let me let me clear that up. Kids don't want to interact with other kids unless it's through the internet. My son has been very fortunate to have grown up around high school, high school and junior high. With you know, he was in sports and he met good friends and they hung out and they played soccer. They did all you know as much as they could uh, growing up to have a very similar experience to the way I grew up. But there's a lot of kids who have never seen a neighbor, right? They've never talked to their 
to neighbors who live in the apartment next to them. They don't know that they're kids or anyone, right? They, they just don't use the park. They don't use the playgrounds. The internet is their park. It is their playground. And <laughs> there's advertisement everywhere. So there's really nothing left but it, to create this world. And once that happens, yeah, I mean, obviously... People are going to continue to act the way they're acting now. You're going to have your tough guys who are going to look tough on, in their virtual reality world. You're going to have the same kind of characters. You're just going to see, now you're going to see the stores. Now you're going to be able to go into the stores virtually. And so, yeah, it's going to be interesting. I've invested in, the, in, in that type of market. I'm I'm I am betting that this will take off and we'll see this virtual world. I, I really feel like it's gonna happen. Because we're we're basically living in a virtual world anyway. So yeah. So anyway, let me know. My my Twitter is at JV Beta Photos. And let me know what you think of this episode. Let me know what you think of the Web 3.0, things are going to change. You know, crypto and NFTs is still a foreign language to many, even to me, and I've been trying to learn it as much as possible. Once it becomes familiar and once somebody finds a way to make those things more comprehensible to the average person, that's going to take off. So the future is here. It's beginning. It's at the, you know, the early stages. Get into it. Get into it. I'm telling you. So anyway, I hope you guys enjoyed this video. I mean, not video. What am I talking about? I hope you guys enjoyed this audio. Leave me some feedback. Let me know. So I'll talk to you guys later. I'm JVB. You guys take care. Bye.